Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And a wonderful Tuesday afternoon to you here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas with you, your personal concierge for conversation as we take a look at the uh, plethora of topics that affect you and me right here in the Central Valley of California. Of course, uh, headlines breaking all over the nation uh, right now, and we're monitoring uh, this for you in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The jury uh, in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, the jury is still in deliberations. Apparently, they've asked for uh, some clarification on the how jury instructions are what something like 36 to 40 pages. I'm sure I would need clarification as well. So they are getting the clarifications they need. We'll keep an eye on what's happening in Kenosha. And uh, if the jury does happen to come back with a verdict during the time that we're on the air, we'll attempt to bring that to you. Uh, Again, right now the jury is out, still deliberating, asking for some clarifications regarding uh, the instructions that they received. Uh, Greg Jarrett, uh, Fox News, reporting uh, that some of their contacts inside the courtroom are reporting that they can hear the mob outside. That sounds very threatening, apparently, very boisterous. They can hear that. They're uh, assuming, although don't know for sure, but assuming that the jury can hear that as well. And that's that's an interesting question, isn't it? Uh, That's that fine line between freedom of speech and intimidating a jury. And I'm sure the leaders of that particular mob are well-versed in how far they can push it. Uh, So apparently uh, a lot of noise happening out on the footsteps of the courtroom. And uh, at least inside the courtroom, journalists can hear it. And whether or not the jury can hear it, we, we don't know. But again, we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, we'll talk uh, in just a moment about Stanislaus County. As you've heard, the mask restriction has been lifted for those who have been vaccinated, for the moment anyway. And we'll, uh, we'll look at those details in, in just a second. Before we leave Kyle Rittenhouse, this assistant DA, prosecutor, Thomas Binger, I don't normally disparage people. I try to give them as much grace as possible while still being realistic. But this man, this prosecutor that yesterday picked up an AR-15 rifle and uh, aimed it in the room and put his finger on the trigger, this man is a fool. He is an utter fool. Not only that, he is a safety risk. Now, I don't know whether the, the judge handles weapons or not, but those of you who handle weapons, have you seen that picture? Uh, let me hear. Let me hold it up to the microphone here so you can take a look at it. Here's, here's the picture of uh, the prosecutor, Thomas Binger, yesterday. He's holding up uh, the rifle, and he's aiming it in the courtroom, and he has his finger on the trigger. All right, now those of you who handle weapons, what do we all know about 
safety procedures regarding weapons. I see a lot of hands going up in our radio audience. What do we know? Number one, what do we always assume about a weapon, a gun? We assume it's always loaded. But Mike, we took the bullets out. Nope, nope, nope. We always assume it's loaded. Always. Had Alec Baldwin done that, there wouldn't be a dead woman. Anyway, we always assume the weapon is loaded. Always, always, always. Even if we think it's unloaded, it is all we always assume it's loaded. Number two. What do we know about the muzzle of a gun? We never pass the muzzle of a gun, of a weapon, over anything that we don't intend to kill or destroy. So when that prosecutor, Thomas Binger, took that rifle and aimed it yesterday, anyone in the vicinity of that rifle was at risk. Never let a barrel pass over anything you don't intend to kill or destroy. Thirdly, what do we know about triggers? Never, ever, 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 ever put your finger on the trigger of a gun unless at that immediate moment you intend to kill or destroy whatever is in front of the muzzle. Never, ever put your finger on that trigger unless you're ready to kill or destroy whatever's in front of that muzzle. And then he really violated a fourth safety precaution, and that is we always have to consider the the backstop or the background, the beyond the background and the between. What do we see in that whole picture? What's in front of us? What's between us? What's in the backstop or the background? And that prosecutor violated all of those safety procedures. What do you think about this? If I'm not a judge, don't want to be a judge, not qualified to be a judge. But I would think if the judge was familiar with the handling of weapons... I would have wanted him to call a recess, put a stop to things right then and there, have the bailiff take custody of that weapon and handle it properly like normal safety-conscious weapons experts do, take custody of that, and then take the prosecutor into chambers and dress him upside one side and down the other. This was egregious. That prosecutor put everyone in that room at risk. And he's the guy who's trying to convict Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, It's just, I don't know, maybe maybe you're not bothered by that. You bothered by that? 209-551-3483. Maybe it's just me that's bothered by it. 209-551-3483. Three, four, eight, three. It's just egregious, atrocious, foolish. I've got plenty of other adjectives, but I'm not not going to go through those as well. Anyway, so there we are. The jury is out deliberating, uh, asking for clarification 
on uh, some of the jury instructions, those 36 to 40 pages, whatever it was. And uh, I don't know that we'll <clears throat> get a verdict this afternoon, our time, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it for you and try to bring you updates uh, should, they, should they break. Now, Stanislaus County, I stand corrected. Yes, yesterday, oh me of little faith. Yesterday, I expressed extreme doubt extreme doubt that Stanislaus County was going to get out of the penalty box in terms of having to wear masks indoors if you were vaccinated. That penalty box created by the uh, Stanislaus County health order by the uh, medical director, the health director, that uh, you have to wear a mask inside public places even if you're vaccinated until Stanislaus County could go below 20 cases of COVID per 100,000 population. Now, for several weeks, we've been kind of vacillating. We've been in the low 20s, the mid 20s, occasionally peaking up into the upper 20s. And last at the end of last week, we were, I don't know, 23, 24. And uh, Monday, we were, yeah, we were at 20.1 or, or such. And I thought, well... I don't know. I I expect we're going to go up. Well, I stand corrected. We uh, we currently, according to the Stanislaus County website for the health department, we are at 19.17, rounded off 19.2 cases per 100,000, which initiated a uh, recession, rescission rather, of the order of the health officer of Stanislaus County uh, directing uh, that uh, had directed all individuals in the county to wear face coverings indoors, whether they were vaccinated or not. The fact that we uh, now dipped into that under 20 cases per 100,000 means that people who are entering public places who are vaccinated have the option not to wear a mask. Now, there are some... Um, deviations from that, regardless of your vaccination status, if you're on public transit, in transportation hubs, uh, K through 12 schools and child care, emergency shelters, cooling centers, health care, correctional facilities, detention centers, homeless centers, long-term care, and adult and senior care facilities, you'd still have to wear a mask. Now here's the final, here's the final paragraph. Very interesting. And this is the order from uh, Julie Washampayan, uh, our health officer for the county of Stanislaus. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and Stanislaus County Public Health recommend that fully vaccinated people continue to mask indoor public settings until the case rate drops below seven cases per 100,000 people per day. Stanislaus County Health Officer will continue to assess the public health situation as it continues to evolve and may reissue the face covering order as changing circumstances dictate. So my translation of that is we committed to below 20. We're holding true to that. However, if the cases per 100,000 go above 20, we're going to reinstate the mask even if you're vaccinated in public buildings and 
although we're not going to enforce it. We also side with the CDC that recommends you wear a mask unless your county case rate drops below seven cases per 100,000. I don't know that we'll ever get there. So for the moment anyway, Stanislaus County, if you're visiting, working, whatever, uh, if you're vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you can uh, be permitted not to wear a mask in public places. Again, we're monitoring the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, jury, uh, still out for deliberation. I've been talking about the fact that I think this prosecutor, uh, who just in a horrible, horrible act, uh, of, of posing a safety risk to everybody, Thomas Binger picked up a rifle in the courtroom, aimed it, and put his finger on the trigger. Very foolish. I think the man ought to be disciplined somehow. What do you think? We'll get your comments coming right up. 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. We'll get to the phones in about two or three minutes. Here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. It is tied up in Modesto with a two-car crash. Southbound 99 at Briggsmore. It's on the right shoulder. Eastbound 205 in Tracy, delayed from Tracy Boulevard all the way to 5. And South 99 Manteca, slow from 120 all the way to Jack Tone Road. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show Clip of the Day. Want more of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show? Google the Rush Limbaugh YouTube channel and check out Clay and Buck's Clip of the Day. Clay and Buck pick one of the hottest topics discussed, giving you a chance to not just hear, but see the two of them break it down. Google Rush Limbaugh's YouTube channel and check out the Clip of the Day. Dateline, the true crime original. All new mysteries, Friday nights on NBC, next day on Peacock, and ready to binge wherever you get your podcasts. There's no escape from Dateline, so don't even try. Oh yeah, the holidays right around the corner. You know, you got to be thinking about time with family, the season. You can't. You got that constant joint pain. Listen, if that sounds like you, it's time to get some relief. And the medical professionals at Modesto Physical Medicine, they got all the answers to chronic joint pain. They're natural therapies that help your body heal itself. Is it that nagging pain in your hips? Maybe your shoulder, your back? Oh, the knees. Modesto Physical Medicine gives relief without going under the knife. Matter of fact, it's a simple office visit. No downtime, no harmful drugs. They treat pain through regenerative cell therapies. It activates the body's own healing properties. They give patients their quality of life back. Get started now. You'll have something to really celebrate for the holidays. Call for your free consultation at Modesto Physical Medicine, just blocks north of Memorial Hospital in Modesto. Call 209-838-3434. That's 838-3434. Call now, 838-3434. The sooner you get started, the faster you'll feel the amazing relief. That's 838-3434. Folks, looks like food shortages are here. I'm going to stick around. Supply chains are breaking down, and inflation is back with a vengeance. It's all part of the shortage economy. What used to be unthinkable is now in the headlines. Are you ready? Do you currently have a stockpile of emergency food at home? If not, go to MyPatriotSupply.com today, and you'll find an emergency food kit that's right for you and your family. My Patriot Supply is the largest preparedness company in America, serving millions of families like yours. 
Pick up a three-month food kit that stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage. The meals in the kit provide over 2,000 delicious calories a day. That's important when you need to survive. Order from MyPatriotSupply.com and your food will ship fast in unmarked boxes to protect your privacy. Don't wait for permission or more empty store shelves. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com now. MyPatriotSupply.com Walgreens is making Medicare easier than ever with the new FindRx coverage tool. Compare plans online, over the phone, or in person for free. Find the plan that's right for you, plus low-cost copays by visiting walgreens.com slash Medicare. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on this Tuesday afternoon. Again, we're monitoring uh, what's happening live in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The jury for the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial still out on deliberations, asking for some clarification on the 36-plus uh, pages of jury instructions. So um, I don't know that they'll reach a decision Uh, Before we're off the air today, but we'll keep an eye on it for you. Also talking about, in that regard, the uh, prosecutor, Thomas Binger, who picked up a rifle, aimed it in the courtroom, and put his finger on the trigger yesterday. (sighs) My goodness. Let's find out what you think (laughs) about that action. 209-551-3483-209-551-3483. Three four eight three, and let's find out what Debbie from Stanislaus thinks about it. Hi, Debbie. Good afternoon to you. Hi, 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 hi. Um, this is a this is a paradox for me. I don't believe in anybody in this whole United States of America anymore, and I'll tell you why. Mr. Baldwin just went through the very, very uh, talented actor just went through. Uh, receiving a gun that he was told was cold. And when he didn't check the revolver, he shot it, pointed it and shot it, and killed somebody. Now, my opinion about what happened in that courtroom was I have no respect for the judge anymore. Nobody can convince me that the judge is really a really caring, very authentic judge. Because the minute that happened, he should have been called a mistrial. He should have taken and had that man that put his... The one that's prosecuting, that attorney should have been put in cuffs and led to the back room, and he should have had his license taken away from him. I don't trust the state this is being held in. And lastly but not leastly, I believe this venue should have been taken somewhere else outside of that state. Mm -hmm. And right now, everything should come to a halt, and they should remove that hearing and take it somewhere else that you don't have the lethal biases that you have there. Our country's in trouble, Mr. Douglas, more than we even know. What's coming next? You may get through Christmas, but I don't think it's a very good Christmas. I think between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we may have been the, what is that, whatever the estimate is, and now we don't have to wear masks, blah, blah, blah. They have it all over the news last night. I think between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we're going to have more of this than we ever expected we would have, because Our guards are let down. We're told that this and this and this will more or less protect us to some degree. I don't think anybody's giving us the right information. And when I say anybody, I mean anybody. 
And so me, my personal opinion for all the people that I love, that I know, and all the people I don't love, I mean that I do love, sorry, that was a Freudian slip, that I do love everybody. I don't want anybody to be in harm's way. I don't trust what's happening in our country. I don't trust what's happening in California. And this is my state all my life. And Debbie. it leaves me at a loss because I can't make a difference. And so if you could take this well, over from me and share with me back what you think about what I've shared with you. Yeah, and, and Debbie, I, I and, and thank you for that, uh, Debbie. Uh, some great points I want to go over. By the way, you do make a difference. Uh, the fact that you're thinking, the fact that you're questioning, uh, the fact that you bring these things up, you are making a difference. And that's what we need to do. It's when we, it's when we go into neutral and we act like zombies that uh, the other side, uh, the enemy wins. Two things I think uh, significant that Debbie brought up. One was her evaluation of the judge. Uh, I, I agree. I think he was, um, he was negligent in not stopping the proceedings right there, having the bailiff seize the gun, taking it away from this irresponsible uh, Thomas Binger, this uh, assistant DA, the prosecutor, uh, stop stop the proceedings right there, call a recess, take the gun away from him, make sure that it is in safe condition, and then take that prosecutor into the judge's chamber and do whatever judges need to do when a disciplinary action like that uh, needs to happen. Uh, so uh, we may differ on how that happens, but uh, I agree with you, Debbie. Uh, that that judge, I think, uh, was negligent when he allowed that happen. He put the whole courtroom at risk. The minute, the minute Thomas Binger, the prosecutor, leveled that gun and his finger got close to the trigger, that judge should have stopped everything right there for the safety of everyone involved. My opinion, anyway. Two zero nine five five one three four eight three is our number here. Uh, the other thing, uh, Debbie, I think that you brought up was I think could be a, a valid point, and that is the venue. There are uh, members of a mob outside right now on the uh, steps of the courthouse, apparently making a lot of noise, and. Uh, Apparently, this is according to Greg Jarrett, Fox News, apparently uh, journalists or media people inside the courtroom can hear the mob. And so the question is, if they can hear the mob, what about the jury? If the jury can hear the mob, what kind of fair verdict does does, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse get when the jury's been intimidated? They, man, there's this, there's this nasty mob out there that doesn't like us. Don't you think they might be tempted to change their idea of what the verdict should be? Uh, this is nonsense. And uh, Debbie, I think you may be right. Maybe uh, the location, uh, the venue needed to be changed. We'll continue to talk about that. Also, some drama with the series City Council. We'll talk about that in about five minutes. Here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
Our pets are part of the family, and it's important that they're healthy and active. And we're so busy these days with everything opening up, and it's only going to get busier. Hi, this is Mike Douglas. I want to tell you about my friends at Canines on the Move. They give your pets the love and exercise they need when you can't. From dog walking to pet sitting when you travel, Canines on the Move can make a difference. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. Call today and get your first walking service on them. That's 209-226-1150. Tell them Mike sent you. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Your Crosstown Freeway in Stockton eastbound, slow from Wilson Way to 99 this afternoon, while South 99 in Manteca, uh, we have a delay from 120 all the way to Main Street in Ripon. North 5 through Lathrop, slow from 120 all the way to Lathrop Road. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show Clip of the Day. Want more of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show? Google the Rush Limbaugh YouTube channel and check out Clay and Buck's Clip of the Day. Clay and Buck pick one of the hottest topics discussed, giving you a chance to not just hear, but see the two of them break it down. Google Rush Limbaugh's YouTube channel and check out the Clip of the Day. Stay comfortable year-round with CAMS Climate Control. Family-run and local, CAMS Climate Control delivers professional and reliable service with a smile. With over eight years of experience, you can trust CAMS for everything from routine heating and AC maintenance to emergency repairs and new system installation. When you need the job done right at a fair price, call CAMS Climate Control at 844-267-2267. That's 844-267-2267. Or visit camsclimatecontrol.com. You have homeowner's insurance for a good reason, because without it, a fire, flood, or burglary could destroy you financially. But there's another major crime your homeowner's policy does not cover. It's called home title fraud. The FBI calls title fraud one of the fastest-growing crimes, and it can ruin you financially, which is why you need home title lock. Title fraud happens when a criminal forges your signature and documents stating you sold your home to him. Then he takes out loans against your home, and leaves you with the payments. You'll spend a fortune in legal fees trying to prove you did not commit fraud. Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect anyone, from a cyber thief to a renter to a relative, trying to forge their way onto your home's title, they help shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and enter RADIO for 30 days of free protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com iHeartRadio and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco are sending one lucky fan and a friend to the Big Apple to see his Nobody Does This tour at Madison Square Garden next month. Gonna fly you out, gonna set you up with some seats, give you a little VIP merch, open up the iHeart app. Yep, just do what Sebastian said. Open the free iHeart app and listen to 24-7 comedy. For your chance to win. And you can see him live in New York City. See you in New York. iHeart. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. iHeartRadio. This report is sponsored by Sanofi Pasteur. It takes two vaccines to help protect you this season, the flu and COVID-19. And now you can get both shots at the same visit. Learn more at cdc.gov slash vaccines. Sponsored by Sanofi Pasteur. Look for mid-60s today with cloudy skies. Partly cloudy overnight will drop into the mid-40s and a mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. Highs once again in the low 60s.
The Trevor Carey Show. Amen. Follows Mike Douglas every weekday at 4. Well said. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We're keeping uh, one eye peeled for any developments out of Kenosha, Wisconsin on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Talked a little bit about one of the prosecutors uh, leveling a rifle in the courtroom putting his hand a uh, finger on the trigger and uh, I gave you my opinion on that and uh, we're also going to be talking about series uh, series <clears throat> city council here in a minute series city council they've had some interesting things going down there but let's uh, let's go back to what's happening uh, with your opinions regarding uh, the Rittenhouse case and uh, also the uh, Stanislaus County order to uh, wear masks in public places, even if you've been vaccinated. That has now been lifted for the time being, since Stanislaus County now has uh, 19.1 or 2 cases per 100,000 below that 20 level uh, that we needed. So thank you so much for joining in the conversation. Always appreciate your, your willingness to discuss these things respectfully and responsibly and and rationally, it's just a joy uh, to talk about these things with you. So let's go back to the phones at 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. And to Lodi we go, and to Ed. Hi, Ed. Welcome to the show today. Oh, good afternoon, Mike. Um, I don't feel as pessimistic as Debbie does. In fact, I would kind of disagree with I'm not going to listen to anybody because you're you're really at a complete dead stop if that's the way you, you're going to live. We can't live that way. But and I know she probably didn't quite mean it that strongly. But the the thing is, um, I I I do believe that we we have to you know do be a little bit open minded on stuff because a lot of us say we work during the day and we don't have time to, to totally be paying attention we we have to trust some source and um and it's good to listen to a lot of stuff my thinking about this trial is um a couple of things first of all i agree with the statement that i didn't even know all about the the whole trial thing until i heard a little bit of it today but um i agree that that judge probably didn't handle that well and and i and it, you know it, it could even be there could even be some grounds if this goes the wrong way for the Rittenhouse boy that uh, they may be able to, to point to some misconduct in this trial. But I believe that there is no place you could move anybody uh, in a trial. I, I really don't know where you go. What if they moved it to California? What if they moved it to San Francisco? You know, I don't know where they move things, but I don't know that you're going to get a, you know, an unbiased jury anywhere. I think you just got to go the best that you got. And these juries aren't the the attorneys are pretty intelligent about selecting people. And so I don't know that there's much we can do about that. But I, but at the same time, I believe that if this uh, the Rittenhouse is found guilty. It won't be because of the uh, of confidence on the prosecutor. I think they were fairly incompetent, actually, and and it won't be because of incompetence on the defendant. What I think it will prove is I think it will prove that there is social pressure in politics, and it's unfortunately going to influence big trials like this. And I and I think that's already I think that's already apparent. I'm hoping 
that it is a is a fair verdict because I think the defendants proved their case pretty well. Uh, I just I I am disappointed in how we do all of this stuff, and I think from now on maybe some of these high uh, you know profile trials ought to be less public. I mean, maybe we will get a chance to know what happens, but not during it, and maybe the juries need to be sequestered because I, I don't see how you can't be influenced by these things, and that's the real problem um, in this in this case. Yeah, so, Ed, I, that's, that's really where I'm at. Yeah, I uh, want to seize upon a point you made a couple minutes ago about the venue. Uh, I think in terms of venue... One of the challenges is, and and I think you you brought it up, with social media being what it is today, where do you go? Now, you know, Kenosha is the setting for a a riot, right, back in August of 2020. I think I have the month correct. Uh, So, but where do you go where nobody's heard about that? It's all over social media uh, you know, we, we have so many different avenues of information today. I, I, I tend to agree with you, Ed. Where do you go to get a fair trial? And maybe in today's Internet world, uh, the metaverse as it's approaching, I guess. I don't know that you can get a fair trial unless, as you say, everybody's sequestered. And uh, the trial becomes non-public, and then of course you're going to get into uh, to issues there as well. The other thing I think Ed, uh, both you and Debbie brought this to my mind very quickly, and I, I think it uh, was popularized anyway by Ronald Reagan, and that is uh, the principle of trust but verify, right? Trust but verify. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so it's so important. Well, and, and- one other thing about Kenosha that might not be the worst place is that there's probably a very mixed bag of people living there. Just, I know if I live through a riot-type city, I'd be pretty angry about the rioters myself, and I'm sure there's jurors that were on that side. So I don't know how how biased or unbiased they would be. They, they definitely experienced it. So it actually might have been a, a pretty fair location. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, I think it was, was it Fox was in? interviewing uh, a business owner, a female business owner. I don't remember her name nor what kind of business she had. But anyway, during the riots uh, back in uh, 2020, uh, she said that it, you know, she, they, they were just watching their whole life go up in smoke and how many of the business, the small businesses that were there uh, at the time have now closed. The people have, uh, have moved on. And so there's that uh, corporate memory uh, amongst uh, the people in Kenosha of, of that dire circumstance where their incomes were destroyed, livelihoods, uh, livelihoods were destroyed and such. So, uh, again, I think it's difficult all the way around to get a, a fair trial out of it. Ed, thank you so much. Appreciate your comments there. You're listening to The Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Some uh, good thoughts from Debbie and, and Ed from Lodi as well. 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483, our number. And you're always welcome to email me as well at mikeon1360 at gmail.com. mikeon1360 at gmail.com. Now, 
This caught my eye. This is fascinating to me. And those of you who may live in and around Ceres, California, I'd, I'd be interested to hear from you about what went on here with the Ceres uh, City Council. So here's, here's the setup. Uh, there was a, a, a citizen by the name of John Osgood. Uh, John Osgood has been very vocal at the Ceres uh, City Council meetings. And let, let me kind of take this uh, as, as the story unfolds, and I'm not going to give you the punchline until uh, we, we get to the end. But at a city, uh, Siri City Council meeting on Monday, September 27, John Osgood, citizen John Osgood, uh, made his feelings very clear to the City Council at the Siri City Council meeting. Let's listen to... Uh, part of what he had to say you all don't know the constitution of california you don't know the constitution of the united states of america and you certainly don't know your own municipal code you're all on notice i find a lawyer that'll take the case i'm coming after each and every one of you for violations of the united states constitution the state of california constitution the city of series municipal code you don't change the process every month to suit your whims all right, so John Osgood obviously uh, expressing his frustration and a fair amount of uh, emotion involved as well. And he continued expressing his frustration with the council as a whole, and then he started to address at least one council member by name. And at the end of, of this clip, you're going to hear series mayor Javier Lopez interrupt John Osgood, asking him to tone it down a little bit. Uh, here's this exchange. You don't get to do us like this. You don't get to limit our time. You don't get to ask us to be nice and then not do what we ask you kindly to do. You don't get to be two-faced and change your direction on a whim. We didn't put any of you up there for that. None of us in any district in this city put you up there to be two-faced, to be counter our constitutions and our code. I've given you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to correct your behavior. Mr. Casey, I'm very disappointed in you. You just took the oath not one week ago hold on, hold on, tonight. Hold on. Can we stop the clock, Mr. Mr. Osgood? You're never going hey, to get anywhere with that tone, dude. You know that. That series mayor, Javier Lopez, apparently they turned off the microphone for John Osgood. And uh, the mayor asking him to, to tone, about, tone it down a bit. And then uh, Mayor Lopez wound up ending Osgood's time at the podium with this exchange. Let's listen in, and then I'll give you the punchline. You, that's your opinion. And you know how I am when, when it comes to your opinion. I'm going to respect it. But stop disrespecting the council by screaming at us and trying to come at us the way you're coming at us. You'll never get nowhere with any of us. Okay. So listen, listen, the conversation's over because obviously you sat down. Let's just have that conversation, you and me, another day of dinner. All right. So that uh, that is the way the uh, conversation basically ended uh, with uh, John Osgood and uh, the Siri City Council, uh, Mayor Javier Lopez at, at the end saying, uh, appreciate you not taking that tone and maybe you and I can discuss this later uh, over dinner. All right, here's the punchline. The Surrey City Council 
by a vote of three to one, appointed that same man, John Osgood, to fill the vacancy on the city council left by Cooper Condit after he resigned. And so John Osgood now is representing District 4 until after the November 2022 election. And uh, Councilman Linda Rhino said she uh, doesn't agree with how he spoke to some city staff in the council, but the Modesto Bee quoted her as saying, I understand that he gets emotionally charged, but I still think we have to have respect uh, or to respect people. She said, we can get our point across without belittling or yelling at people. Uh, But with all of those comments, I'm going to say that my choice is Mr. Osgood because he demonstrated his interest in the city and his commitment by being at meetings either in person or Zooming. I think that's wonderful. And I'm not... I'm not casting a, a opinion on Mr. Osgood and and his approach. Hey, First Amendment rights, and you are speaking before the people you are you elected, and you have that uh, time for citizen comments before the city council. He did. He expressed expressed his frustration, and then as uh, the council looked at other candidates. Eventually, they came around to the to to uh, seeing that there uh, there was uh, there was value in having him on the council. We're going to go very quickly to uh, Wisconsin, and let's see what's happening there. All right, uh, the uh, prosecutors and the defense are in the room. Um, we don't. I uh, don't see uh, I don't see the jury in there quite yet they appear to be uh, uh, standing there you can hear the live feed in the background uh, so anyway we'll uh, I'm gonna keep uh, I'm gonna keep that live feed going they're showing Kyle Rittenhouse uh, now along with his defense team my assumption is uh, that the jury is uh, is about to come in uh, so if we see that the jury is going to come in with a verdict, we will go there uh, live uh, as soon as we can. A uh, number here, as we're discussing the Surrey City Council and some interesting dynamics happening there, I, d- I just think, regardless, and I don't know Mr. Osgood. I don't, I don't know him at all. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the courtroom here uh, very quickly in, in Kenosha. This is the judge. All right. Um, I understand that you wish to break for the evening, which is uh, uh, certainly your prerogative. You're in charge at this particular point. And I also understand that I was told that I, I, I'm not clear on whether you decided you wanted to come back at 9 or if that was conveyed to you that that's what we wanted. But I'm going to take a vote just to make sure how many want to report at 9. Uh-huh. Okay. That makes it easy. And uh, so we're going to break for the evening. Uh, now you're in deliberation, and the rules are the same as they were before. All right. So it appears that uh, the jury has requested uh, to uh, uh, to reconvene tomorrow at nine o'clock. The judge is giving them uh, their appropriate instructions at this point. 
So there will be uh, no decision, no jury decision tonight. Uh, the jury will uh, reconvene at their request. Apparently, um, uh, a unanimous request. Uh, they will reconvene uh, tomorrow morning at 9. All right, uh, we've got uh, phone calls pending. Uh, I need to uh, take a brief time out here. We'll be back with phone calls at 209-551-3483 in uh, about three or four minutes. I Did I take this break already? I'm getting so involved in this. Uh, Producer Brenda, did I, did I take the break already? That's embarrassing, isn't it? Here, here the host is so involved here, not sure whether he took the, the break or not. Uh, but, uh, well, don't know. All right, I'm going to take the break anyway. We'll be back in a couple of minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Your Crosstown Freeway in Stockton, eastbound, slow today, Wilson Way to 99. Eastbound 120 Manteca, tied up from Main Street to 99, which is then slow southbound all the way into Ripon. 205 eastbound through Tracy, tied up from Tracy Boulevard to 5. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by Sanofi Pasteur. It takes two vaccines to help protect you this season, the flu and COVID-19. And now you can get both shots at the same visit. Learn more at cdc.gov slash vaccines. Sponsored by Sanofi Pasteur. Home equity at an all-time high, interest rates at an all-time low. Wondering if it makes sense to refinance, but the idea of calling a big box lender with their high-pressure tactics and call centers makes you cringe. I get it. Tom Sullivan for the local company I trust, First California Funding. I've been sending my listeners to First California Funding for eight years because I trust them to treat you right. No pressure, no bait and switch, no sitting on hold, no selling. Even if your current loan is at 3%, they may be able to save you money. But guess what? They'll also tell you if they can't. Make the five-minute call. You will have a casual, no-pressure conversation with a local expert that has your best interest in mind. First California Funding, 916-989-6222, 989-6222, or start the process in seconds at fcfunding.com. California Bureau of Real Estate. Real Estate Broker License Number 01069872. NMLS Number 282458. Equal Housing Lender. In honor of Veterans Day, iHeartMedia presents Veterans You Should Know, a podcast featuring the men and women of our armed forces. Join actor and Marine Corps veteran Rob Riggle as he speaks with fellow vets about their experiences at home and abroad. And I remember thinking, what are the chances an IED's been here so long that grass has grown on top of it? And that's exactly what happened. There was a pressure plate buried underneath where grass had grown over, and that's the one I stepped on. Listen to Veterans You Should Know on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. Our pets are important. They're family. Whether you're working away from home or at home, your pet needs healthy activity. Canines on the Move can help you keep those pets going. They give your pets the love and exercise they need when you're not able to. From dog walking to pet sitting, Canines on the Move can make a difference. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. Call today and your first walking service is free. 209-226-1150. Canines on the Move, 209.com. Hey, it's Buck Sexton. If you enjoy listening to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, you better check out the Buck Sexton podcast. It's out every 
every morning. A quick rundown of all the news of the day. Please subscribe to the Buck Sexton Podcast on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Local Talk is back in the Valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. Welcome back. I need more coffee. I haven't drained my coffee cup yet. That's uh, that's an issue here for your host. All right, welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. Apparently, the jury uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, has asked to... uh, uh, to recess until 9 o'clock uh, tomorrow morning. That's at least uh, our information here. So uh, if that changes, we hear anything more, we'll let you know. All right, I've uh, been talking uh, not only about the court proceedings, but uh, what I think is an amazing thing that happened with the series counsel, uh, a citizen who was very vocal, who got a little bit of a reprimand from the mayor, actually, uh, back on September 27, is now appointed by the city council to fill a vacancy. That's fascinating to me. Let's find out what you think at 209-551-3483. And let's find out what Lucy from Modesto has to think. Hi, Lucy. Hello, how are you? (laughs) Good. But they were walking all over the Brown Act and pretty open about it. Uh, I didn't know what the Brown Act was, but I'll let you know that within a day or two I did. (laughs) Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. And one question, was Cooper uh, Gary Condit's son? Uh, (laughs) Lucy, I am not sure of that so i'm not going to render an opinion on that uh they, they are related i know whether he's uh, his son or not i am not uh not yeah. sure no he he wasn't there when it happened yeah as far as i know but but i just wanted to bring that up so what do you think is this a you think this is a good move by the series council it sounds pretty bold to me i'd have to know a lot more about it but after what i saw I wasn't very impressed then, but like I said, I think it was different people. All right. Lucy, thank you. Thanks for calling in, rendering uh, your opinion on that. Uh, Talking about the city council filling a vacancy by John Osgood, uh, who was really expressing his frustration at the city council meeting back on September 27. And now the uh, the city council uh, in series has voted three to one to appoint him to fill the vacancy left by Cooper Condit. And so I, that, to me, and, and again, I'm no opinion on series, city council, no opinion on John Osgood or the mayor. I think in general, though, what this shows is our system can work. When a guy that was irritating the council and got basically a reprimand from the mayor during a city council meeting can then be voted in to occupy uh, one of the open seats, I like it. I, again, don't know the man, don't know the people on the council. I just think it was uh, a great way to say things are working. All right, Trevor Carey coming up at 4 o'clock, and I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 3 on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.